Welcome to this NHS Employers podcast, which will focus on the HSJ Women Leaders Network. Good afternoon, everybody. It gives me great pleasure to introduce Helen Sharman, OBE, the UK's first astronaut. We've been a couple of times and we found it really inspiring and I think it's really important that women come to the front line of leadership. So um, we're really looking forward to the talk today and hopefully it'll be really inspiring. Female only events are a rarity um, and there are a lot of male leaders in our environment so I thought it might be useful to pick up something, listen to what, what some influential people have to say. I was hoping for inspiration to think, how is this going to motivate me to carry on really, to see am I going in the right direction, do I need to re-look at me and reflect and do I need to look at other models of leadership, of how they've overcome these barriers and these challenges in healthcare. Hello, so I'm Jenny Middleton, editor of Nursing Times, and today, ahead of the HSJ NHS Employers Women Leaders Network, I'm talking to Helen Birtwistle, who is the Director of External Affairs at NHS Confederation and the Supporting Director from NHS Confed and NHS Employers of the Women Leaders Network. Hello, Helen. Hello. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why the Women Leaders Network came into being? The Women Leaders Network, I think, is really important and that a gap was identified that we have lots of great women working in the NHS. Indeed, we know that most of the workforce of the NHS is made up of women. And yet there are still some gaps in the top echelons of the NHS in terms of some of the director positions. We're not doing too badly, for instance, on chief executive positions, but finance directors, medical directors, um, th there are definite gaps there. So it's partly about being able to address some of those gaps on boards and the decision makers, because we know that having more diverse decision makers, whether that's gender diversity or other types of diversity, has a real impact on patient care, a real positive impact on patient care. What it has achieved, I feel, is a real sense of community amongst women and aspiring women leaders in the NHS who know that they can go to other people, that other people share their challenges, that there's no question that they can't ask. And I think what we're also seeing is real um, positive practical help and advice for women who may just lack that bit of confidence to take the next step in their career to apply for that next job, or at least to think about applying, to think about how to prepare uh, for where they want to be. So how does it work? There's a series of events and then there's some networking in between, there's some ability for people to contact each other in between? There's a, a, a whole virtual community which is really important, there's a lot of sharing goes on on that and there are regular events um, and the events are designed to inspire uh, and we've had some fantastic uh, speakers um, but there are also then practical support and help and advice and, and table discussions and just allowing people to share experiences, to talk um, and then to, to identify where they might need support and, and help to progress. And what's unique about it? What's different about this? Because there are lots of networks in the NHS, in the health service and some that are specifically for, for different groups. What makes this so unique for women? We did have a big debate actually at the first uh, the first meeting, which was about should men be allowed to be members of the women network. I remember this, yes. And I have to say that I very firmly put my cards on the table and said the clue is in the title. This is about women leaders, and perhaps it would be great not to have to have a women leaders network specifically for women. But actually, what we found is that if things and organisations are open to a wider constituency, 
then sometimes the women who need to be able to express themselves, who need to be able to build confidence, are not able to do that. So I think what is unique about it is that by saying, actually, as women, we need to support each other differently and better. It's not to exclude men. We need men to help us to get on. We can't, we can't be in our own silo as well. But it's just saying, actually, we do need that bit of networking, that camaraderie, that support with people who really understand what it feels like um, to be a woman in the workforce, perhaps to be a parent or a partner, perhaps not. But whatever the choices that you make, we all need help to be able to, I suppose, get the balance right with our lives, not be too hard on ourselves. The other thing I found that I think is really unique is it's great fun. I've met some fantastic women and we've got lots of informal networks that have sprung up as a result of the um, the women the women's network. I, for instance, now mentor a couple of people as a result of that. And I also talk to other women who I think can help me too. So it's a, it's a community and I think that's important. You've got some very specific aims around the gender balance on boards. I wonder if you could tell us a bit more about that. We've got a 50-50 by 2020 aim. Uh, it's not a quota, but it is a target. And it, that's about, it's not an empty target in my view either. It's about encouraging uh, women to apply sometimes for those board positions when they otherwise wouldn't and it's about uh, supporting men to be able to encourage women colleagues to apply for those positions when they perhaps wouldn't and there's always a lot of debate about targets and quotas and all the rest of it and about whether they are just empty aims and ambitions I don't think so because I think if you've got a target we're all quite competitive I think and we work towards it and achieve it it becomes the norm we shouldn't really be having to discuss whether it's right that we have a gender balance on boards or whether it's right that we have a, a race balance on boards. It, it should just be happening. We should be reflecting the communities we serve. Absolutely. Is there anything else that you personally or you as a group want for this network? There'll always be lots of people who, who won't ever want or be able to be on a board. So it's about making sure that their potential as leaders is recognised and realised at other levels of an organisation. Um, I've mentioned uh, various times about leading from every seat, and that's true. We can all be leaders. We can all have an impact. We can have an impact on our colleagues, uh, on our workplace culture, um, and on the people and the patients that we serve. And I think that's really important. Never forget the power of individual responsibility and an individual's action in making a difference to just one person sometimes. So what do you think are the main barriers that, that limit women bes besides themselves, thinking, as you say, that they, they can't do it? What are the other barriers, you think, that are, that are out there in the workplace? For various reasons, perhaps because of childcare responsibilities or elderly parent care responsibilities, which still we know do fall on women, feel that they can't take the development steps, can't spend the time really uh, developing their skills, doing different things, um, going back to college, doing qualifications, all these things. A lot of the time I think it is time. I think sometimes it's culture, but I think that's often um, a self-imposed culture, that you think that you're not able to do something, you feel um, that you're not good enough for something, and you, and you worry that you can't keep up to speed, particularly if you've been out of the workforce for any length of time, even a short amount of time. And I remember, um, I mean, I've actually got four children, but I remember after every uh, time of, of maternity leave, I always felt vulnerable going back into the workplace. 
Um, and I think we need to support these life experiences um, of women and indeed of men, because this is life. I think a lot of it is being kind to ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, you talked about this a little bit earlier about um, culture and, and, and the workplace. And we're told that the NHS can sometimes have a bullying and intimidating culture, which won't be great for, for anybody, but of course will, will be a, a, maybe a different kind of intimidation for women who are trying to make that next step. Is this something that you think this network or, or you can do something about? I do. I think it's something that by signalling that you think this is an issue or that there is evidence, in fact, there's quite a lot of evidence about the issue of um, uh, cultures sometimes of, of quite low level, I would say, uh, is, is what I've heard, sometimes high level, but quite low level, um, rather insidious bullying or harassment. or and, and I think it's just about putting yourself in another person's shoes, um, but also calling out anything you see that is not something that you'd want to happen to yourself or to a member of your family. And I think we all, we've all got responsibility for that. What I think the network can do is actually call it out corporately and say, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable behaviour from anybody, leaders, men and women. And it's incumbent on, I think, men and women leaders to be able to themselves to be role models, to challenge cultures when they see things happening that they don't like, don't accept. Um, and that we're open about that, that, w that we are open. I think sometimes we're nervous about, about challenging things, particularly when it's happening to ourselves because we're worried that it's going to have an impact um, on our own careers or, or life generally or well-being. You know, challenge it, talk to people, don't hide anything. You've talked a lot, obviously, around the fact that this is a great network for sharing advice and sharing experience. What would the bit of advice you'd give to yourself when you were starting your career? Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't overanalyze sometimes whether you're good enough to do something. If you really in your gut feel that it's something that you'd like to at least try to do or even train for, um, if it's something that excites you, then go with it. Don't limit yourself by thinking that you, you know, you've trained for one particular thing or you're doing one particular job, important though that may be, and that that's you for the rest of your life. I always think it's really sad when people say, oh, you know, they, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love weekends and I love holidays, um, but when people live for those, because actually we spend such a lot of time in work, I think we've got to wake up in the morning and think, aren't I lucky? I'm going to work today with really good people doing good stuff and hopefully supporting others through that. And I think once you've lost that, you really need to take a serious look at yourself and ask whether you should be doing something different. Helen, that's great. Thank you so much for all your advice and insight. It's been fantastic talking to you this afternoon. It's been a real pleasure, Jenny. Thank you. The programme for today was quite inspirational and motivational, whereas sometimes leadership courses feel very theoretical and this felt more around kind of how are we actually going to do it. I would say to every single person here, you are all leading from every seat. Every day, whatever your job is, whatever your aspirations are, you are making a difference to somebody because we are part or connected with one of the greatest organisations in the world that is still committed to looking after the most vulnerable people in our society. It was a very interesting event. Um, uh, I think Helen Sharman set the scene very well um, and there's lots of things to take back 
to use. Hope to see you at the next event. Um, thank you again for all your contributions. It's been really good fun as well. Thank you. Learned a lot. Thanks for listening. To find out more about the HSJ Women Leaders Network, visit www.nhsemployers.org forward slash NHS Women or join the discussion on Twitter using the hashtag NHS Women.